Hey, buongiorno, everyone. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Divine, uh, where Nick and I discuss the intersection of uh, design and development in the web space. My name's Tom Lucy. I'm a branding-focused designer based here at the Commons Collingwood. And hey, I'm Nick. I run a digital agency uh, in Melbourne out of uh, the Commons in Collingwood where me and Tomo met. Um, so today, Tomo, what are we chatting about? We are talking about CMSs, content management systems. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but before we do that, let's um, go through like what, what sort of stuff you've been working on in the past week or so. Well, the last week, um, I've been pretty intensely involved with rolling out a, a brand um, that I developed the um, visual identity for. So mm-hmm. um, that's involved the website. Uh, yeah, that, that was wrapping up the homepage last week and this week has been dedicated to putting together some print assets. Mm-hmm. So like signage, um, some stickers and other bits and pieces. Cool. Um, also, another brand identity project, more in the initial phases of that one, um, and another website design. Um, yep, and more stuff. Anything else, mate? Come on, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, locked in another branding project for next month, which is for a music production business, which I'm really excited for. Yeah, nice. Um, and outside of work, I just went to like four gigs in the last week as part of the Brunswick Music Festival. Cool. Um and also beginning to record an EP for one of my bands. So, yeah, there's a lot on um, in business and personal life, <laughs> uh, which is good. Sounds like it. Um, probably wouldn't be managing it without Trello. Oh, Trello, which, my boy. I'm sure makes you hot. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <coughs> yeah, how's your week been? Um, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Um, took a bit of time off. Um, well, I took the Friday off last week and went to a music festival over the weekend, which was so much fun and really sort of relaxing in a way to just dance a weekend away, I guess, and just loosen up a little bit. So I got back on um, Tuesday. So we had Monday was a public holiday. Got back on Tuesday and um, actually feeling really good. So that's been awesome. a plus considering. And also interesting because I don't think everyone would say going to a <laughs> four-day festival where it's psych trance is very relaxing. Exactly right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I managed that. I think just the last day I just went really easy. And yeah, so, nice. um, yeah, feeling really good about the week, you know, despite it being so bloody busy at the moment. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we've been focusing on sort of a lot of new business, and so a million things, as usual, have all just sort of, um, you know, been signed off or whatever. So Yeah, great. Trying to get through all that now in the, in the next sort of week or two. Um, yeah, and wrapped up those wireframes that we're doing last week, which is what um, uh, what, what you've sort of done the design for on that homepage. That's been great. Um and now we're trying to almost go into the development phase of that project, so that should be interesting. And the timelines are really insane as well. So, yeah, fun times. We'll get there. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Alrighty. So on to CMSs or content management systems, and I guess other platforms that um, you can build websites on or or with um, and things like that. So, I guess um, from a designer's perspective, what was sort of the the first exposure that you had to a CMS or, or one of those sort of platform website buildery jobs? Um. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, content management system. My intro was probably, I'm going to say Weebly. Yep, yep. Classic. Um, which was pretty, pretty, pretty ugly. Yep. Um, I was just, I was just helping a restaurant out with, yeah, getting their website up and running and yep. updating the menu. Um, and I just remember clearly, you know, you could choose from about four fonts. Yeah, yeah. Um, or four typefaces rather, but even then, 
not many weights within each. <laughs> um, but they've since up their game, as I guess Wicks have. And um, yeah, I mean, there's so many to choose from. Yeah, yeah, definitely. More recently, I've been working with Squarespace a lot more, which yeah, yeah. is probably, in my view, it's the best kind of template-based solution out there. Yeah, no, I'd definitely agree with that for sure. It's definitely... Um, although, yeah, actually, I was looking at some stats the other day, and it's still quite low down um, in terms of sort of uh, market share, although I think it's probably, like, when, when you compare it to other um, CMSs like um, Joomla and Drupal and, and WordPress. Um, but I think it's, yeah, it's probably at the top of those sort of... Um, drag and droppy style ones i think yeah, yeah i mean i think they've just got a design first kind of approach absolutely um yep. they have to be beautiful websites i mean you can also make a massacre of the templates but i think it's mm-hmm. harder to do something really bad on squarespace when compared to something like i don't know weebly wix or yeah yeah some of the other ones mm-hmm. out there yeah definitely um, but what is CMS? Yeah, in your okay. View, or so in simple, simple terms. Yeah, so I guess a CMS probably is broken up into two different sort of pieces. One of them is stuff like WordPress, Joomla, and Drupal, um, and they are they sort of have a back end where the idea is that the client can go in there and add text and images really easily, and then when it, when you look at the front end, then it formats it really nicely. Um, you know, so the classic example would be like adding a new blog post, for instance. You know, you just add the text, you add the image and then it'll automatically you know create a new link on the list of all the links with all the blog posts and it might show the most recent one on the home page or something like that so that's sort of a typical cms um usage and that's yeah one one type of them and then the other one would be the weebly or the Squarespaces, where it's more sort of um site buildery type yeah um which can happen in those other cms's as well um but yeah there's sort of almost those two areas so um Part of it is yeah, building a website, and the other one is sort of updating and keeping content current. Yeah, cool. And why do you, why do, why would you offer a CMS? Like, why does a client want yes. a CMS? So I guess back in the day, um, a, a lot of stuff was static websites, and that would mean then that you know you, you hand their website over, and then the client can't change it because they don't know HTML or, or CSS or JavaScript or, or whatever it might be. So then they'd have to you know engage you again to update some copy or to add a new image or whatever it might be. So. A CMS allows you to sort of hand over a website build to a client and then maybe give them a bit of training. And then from then on, they can, well, the idea is at least that they're able to update whatever content they need and images, et cetera, without sort of having to come back to you. So it's just um, yeah, a way of, you know, letting their website sort of stay alive for, you know, even two or three years maybe, depending, um, without sort of having to come back to a developer and, and pay them all again to do and, and change things. And what's your experience with that realistically with, like, clients actually not coming back? Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. And that's always, like, a question that you have is, okay, is it worth putting it or building a website into a CMS or well, is a client always going to come back to us? And so, yeah, that's a good question. Really, i found that the bigger, bigger brands that have large digital agencies or large agencies that are looking after them, they usually don't change anything themselves, the bigger brands, and they'll ask, hey, can you update this or can you add this image or change this copy here? Um, And in those cases, it's probably wouldn't have been worth to put them on a CMS um, initially. Um, But there's lots of other benefits of CMSs as well. So as an example, it's not just content, you know, uh, for, for WordPress, for instance, there's, you know, millions of plugins that add all sorts of different functionality. So there's that to think about as well. So it's not just content editing necessarily. Um, so, yeah, but that, that's an interesting question. I think like these days a lot of people would say, okay, definitely put people on a CMS. But that at least is relevant to 
regular websites um, and e-commerce websites and stuff like that. But when you start getting into the territory of web apps where there's interactive components um, and stuff like that, then you might consider, okay, we can't use a CMS here and we have to do a custom build. Um, but then there's also the idea you could sort of do a custom build and then integrate a, a CMS to some parts of it so at least you can update some pieces here and there. So there's lots yeah, of different okay. sort of ways to do it. And that also lends itself into, say, for instance, if you were building a um, an iPhone app or something like that, you could actually set up a CMS sort of as the back end to serve it data. So you can actually, um, you know, you might publish your app in the Apple Store and then it would sort of ping your CMS to get the most recent content and that way you can sort of update the app in a way, um, you know, without republishing it through the the Apple Store um, and that process, which can be a pain in the ass. So, yeah, there's lots of different ways of using them, I guess, and, and what they might be suited for. Yeah, cool. So one of the core functions of a CMS is it allows the, I guess, what kind of roles would it be, like a marketing manager? Yeah, or that would probably be the most common one, I would say. Yeah. To update content. Yep, yep. So, yeah, it'd be the marketing manager or even just, you know, if it's a smaller business, just the owners as well. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think there's such a thing as too much freedom for these um, people with the website or too much, I guess? Oh, yeah, too yeah. much freedom. Yeah, and, and so I think that's the most important thing when you talk about CMSs. And I always like to think of it sort of as a scale. And on one end, you've got something like Squarespace and it's quite restrictive in what you can change or update or, or do in it. Um, and, but... Because of that, it means that the client can't stuff things up too too easily. So they're sort of... On Squarespace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they can, but not as bad as some of the other yeah, platforms. Yeah, look. <laughs> I've, seen a, I've seen a few things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but yes, yeah, so I, I sort of see Squarespace as being restrictive and usually always looks quite nice. At least, you know, I think, like you said, it's, it's design-focused and it's almost designer-focused in a way, I think. Like, it always looks quite sharp. Um, but then, so, yeah, so that's on one end of the scale. And then on the other end of the scale might be something like WordPress, which especially if you're using some kind of um, layout builder as a plugin. Um, but you can change everything on WordPress. And obviously, because it's open source, um, you can see all the code and you can change all the code if you wanted to. So you can really change and customize it as much as you want. And the client can install plugins and do all kinds of stuff. And more often than not, you see that they just break websites all the time because they're changing too much stuff and they're adding plugins and they're doing this and they're doing that. So there's this sort of um, yeah, a big scale of really customizable but easy to break and not very customizable but harder to break. And so they all, all the different CMSs and different platforms, I think, sort of sit somewhere on that scale and it's trying to figure out um, what's best for the client. Yeah, cool. Hmm. Um, yeah, because I sometimes find it curious, like even in how, I don't know, some of these CMS or like website builders promote themselves, it's like, you know, fully customizable. You have all the options yeah, in the world yeah. and I just hear that. And I think, you know, good design isn't based on having all the options in the world. It's about working within limitations. Definitely, yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah, when I go and see, um, you know, like a WordPress plugin, um, one of the the drag-and-drop builders, um, what are they called? Um, I forget, we never use them. But when you see one of them and there's stuff like, you know, you can change the the font of any sort of piece of text anywhere and the font size and the colors and the spacing and the padding and you can just change everything it's just crazy like yeah and people just do all sorts of crazy stuff and that's somewhere well that's an area that i quite quite like about um squarespace is that when it comes to styling you have to set you know this is what h1 will be for the site throughout it'll be this i guess this relative unit or this relative size Mm -hmm. um it'll be this color it'll be this weight and it'll be this typeface, um, yeah, like forces you to create a design system. Um, so I quite like that 
you know, like being able to go into this website styles and set it up there and then it's it's not the same, but it as like a fully designed site for, yep. for a WordPress theme. Yeah. But it is something where you can set up the styles and then give it to the end client and they're not going to change those things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It just keeps that consistency across the board everywhere, which is really nice. Yeah. 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 Um, so what CMS is right for me? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think most of the time, um, depending on sort of the size of the client, but I guess there's a few things to consider. One is how long do you expect this website to run for and how long do you want to stay on this same platform? What sort of investment are you sort of making to get them on this platform and then is it going to be relevant in a year or two years or three years or are they going to have to reinvest in something again or something else depending if they're going to grow or need different functionality or whatever it might be. So that's one thing to consider. Um, There's things like obviously like the base functionality of the CMSs. So what does this CMS offer out of the box um, and what's missing maybe what um, plugins could we add to sort of get the functionality we're after? One of the big things I think as well is um, semanticness, my favorite word again, but semanticness, <laughs> semanticness in, the, in the sense of, as an example, Shopify is primarily an e-commerce platform, right? Yeah. And so the website builder or the website part of that isn't as great, whereas something like WordPress, that's a website builder in my opinion, not a blogging platform really. Um, but, yeah, a website platform, and it doesn't have e-commerce out of the box. So that's something, okay, now you've got to use a, a plugin for that. At least with WordPress, there are some great plugins for that, so it's not as big of an issue. But, yeah, that's just some things to think about. Um, and, again, so Squarespace is a relatively simple and restrictive site. Can't add much functionality with plugins or anything like that that don't really exist in Squarespace. So that's something to consider as well. Um, yeah, but it's and – then, and then also, I guess, uh, is – is the client familiar with the platform already? So, yeah. you know, most of the clients that we've ever worked with, which are sort of um, medium to big business, they'll, they're all um, familiar with WordPress. I don't think we've met anybody that's ever been like, I've never seen it before. Yeah, what's, what's, what's a WordPress? Exactly, yeah. And so them just having that, um, that knowledge beforehand is, is, makes things really, really easy. Cool. Is there a, um, a way that you go about onboarding a client to using WordPress? Yeah, so I think that comes down to... Um, WordPress, the the admin sort of back end and what what the um, client would see when they log in and trying to sort of restrict as much of that stuff there that they don't need or at least, well, they don't need or we don't want them to touch. So just yeah. sort of, you know, removing a lot of those menu items and stuff like that. For sure, yeah. So that's one part of it. And then the other part, again, is semantically naming everything in there. So what you'll see in dodgy WordPress sites is you might have um, on the website there might be a blog and then there might be a um, page of resources as an example, and in a poorly made uh, WordPress website, you'll probably look in the back end and you'll see the posts area, and then you might have posts and half of them are tagged as blogged, oh, sorry, half of them are in the blog category and half of them are in the resource category. Yeah. And so that just doesn't really make sense. Like, really, it should be, instead of having posts and then them all in there, there should be a section for um, blogs and there should be a section for resources just so it's more obvious exactly what you're doing. Yeah. And so it's just simple things like that, the way you set up the WordPress site or, or whatever site it is um, to make things just more obvious and um, intuitive, right, for the for the client to update. And so, and at least, yeah, with a lot of our clients that we use WordPress with, um, they've all used it before. So we'll do little training sessions here and there for any sort of specific customizable stuff or customized stuff. And do you do that like over the phone or in person? Or um, yeah. Like? Usually either in person or recorded. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and just and at least, you know, the good thing about the recording obviously it's there forever so they can always reference it. 
Um, but yeah, most of the time, to be honest, yeah, we haven't actually put sort of that much um, effort into that kind of stuff and found that it's too much of an issue. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm not really sure why, but... Well, because, I mean, initially I'd onboard via, like, taking screenshots Mm -hmm. and annotating each screen in a PDF, Mm -hmm. and it would take, like, four hours. Yeah, And it's like, this is so inefficient. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, But since I've started using Loom, which is L-O-O-M, and it's just like you can record your screen and audio and everything live, and you don't have to worry about, you know, having this massive MP4 file or... Yeah, yeah, yeah on your desktop and then it takes ages to send or it becomes tricky to send as a link or whatever. And then they it's, can't open it on their computer because they don't know what they're doing. And, yeah. yeah, so it's all just on, you just get a shareable link, you can see when the client's viewed it and it's like something that took four hours took me eight minutes yeah, last that's week. Sick. I'm like, this is... How much is it? It's free. That's crazy. Yeah. Is it some maybe like hour I'm sure time limit or something like that? Yeah. or yeah. something, but yeah. it's a great solution for onboarding, I think. Yeah, yeah. Now that sounds like a really good idea. So... From, um, I guess, a designer's perspective, when you're thinking about doing a branding project or trying to brand a website or design a website, do you sort of think about what the CMS is that you're using and what sort of implications would that have to the, to the whole process, I guess? Yeah, I mean, it depends on some of the, the things you need to get out in the open straight away uh, budget. Yeah. Um, because, or it is budget, because that's going to influence what kind of solution you can offer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so if budget is pretty small, um, then I'll angle for Squarespace yep. and also communicate that it's like, hey, there's going to be a lot of limitations. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and in us going down this path, you have to know mm-hmm. that there will be times where I'll have to just say, look, that's that's where the limits are yep, yep, within yep. Squarespace. Yep. Or if you want that situation not to pop up then let's do a custom wordpress theme yeah but there has to be budget for that as well sure and sometimes it's like it's a single single page single call to action and putting together a custom theme for that where they're not updating content they don't have blog posts they don't have yeah you know a team section that they want to add to or whatever Mm -hmm, it might mm -hmm. be they're not managing products on there then it's like yeah let's do the squarespace thing yeah for sure you know for sure don't even need to have a business account just like the entry-level pricing yeah yeah um, and that's going to serve the right purpose. So uh, from a branding perspective, I'd push for a custom WordPress theme because it allows the identity to maintain its integrity. Yeah, okay. Um, whereas with Squarespace, it'll be like, oh, would you look at that, the typefaces? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you just would look you at just that? Would you just look at it? The typefaces that I put forth in the style guide aren't available um, uh, within Squarespace, okay. you know, it's Typekit, and yeah, they're, yeah. they're not covered, right. um, and so that becomes a pain. Or it's like, you know, particular layouts can't explore them. Yeah. Or yeah. there might be some graphic elements that run throughout the site, mm-hmm. and you just can't have them in there. And responsiveness as well. That can be a bit of a pain sometimes because it's hard to sort of fully oh, customize that in Squarespace. Yeah, you have mm. very little control about yeah. how the mobile experience kind of is. Mm. Um, but again, like you can. You can still apply branding to a Squarespace site. Yeah, yeah. Um, through you know the t- the tone of the photography, the typography, the color palette. You know, you can have your various logo kind mm-hmm. of versions in there as well. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like yeah, it's, I, I stand by the point point that if you want full customization, I mean, rather like. If you want to maintain brand integrity, I'd push for something where you don't have to compromise on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which WordPress 
provides. Yeah, it <clears throat> definitely can, for sure. So, do you reckon that WordPress has a bad name in the industry? Um, I think it definitely does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to shit can it as well. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. it's like WordPress is so ugly <laughs> yeah. and it's just these clunky templates uh-huh, that yeah. you get off the shelf. It all looks really bad. It's all kind of whack. And yeah, it was like WordPress is just whack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what's your view on WordPress? Yeah, so I reckon it's really fascinating. It's it's one of those things that there is some merit to it for sure. Um, but you can also get great WordPress sites. So I think... Definitely in the industry. So as an example, you know, if you're on Stack Overflow, which is sort of like the support for programmers or they help each other, if you're on Stack Overflow, people sort of look down at WordPress and think it's really bad and WordPress, uh, sorry, and PHP, the language that WordPress is written in. Um, and there is some merit to that. Like the the PHP as a language is not one of the best, I don't think. Um, a lot of the methods or the function names that you've got to call, they're all, well, there's a lot of them that are kind of weird and some of them take parameters one way, some of them take parameters the other way, and so it's a bit confusing. They're not names very well. Only recently did they start um, having more sort of object-orientated type stuff. So anyway, so it's not one of the best languages. It is, and, and I think one of the things, or one of the problems with it is because it's based in web, they've sort of had to stay backwards compatible as they've upgraded, so they're not being able to sort of get rid of the bad stuff. And that's one of the similar things with JavaScript as well. It almost has all those same problems that I just said. Um, all Lots of method names that are bad, lots of things that don't do what you expect or return different things and, yeah. and stuff like that. So, and, and I think that's the same reason that JavaScript's gone through that is because, again, they have to be backwards compatible with the entire internet, so you can't get rid of those bad parts. And actually, there's a famous book called JavaScript, The Good Parts, which just tells you to ignore like heaps of stuff in JavaScript, basically. Yeah, right. So that's sort of one of the things that people don't like or they don't like PHP and they don't like WordPress because of that. Um, and there, are, there are some quirks, right? You 100%. You developing a, yeah, for sure. a site for WordPress. For sure. Yeah, yep, definitely. And so, and, and part of that is around the same thing that WordPress was built quite um, a while ago now and so they're still backwards compatible with all the plugins because they're out there and all that and all the themes. So yeah. they've got to be backwards compatible, which makes progress quite slow and somewhat difficult. And, you know, they're not going to rewrite the whole platform now. So we're kind of stuck with it. Maybe one day they'll write a new WordPress and call it something else. I don't know, but we're sort of stuck with that at the moment. So that's definitely a reason that there's lots of bad stuff out there. I think another reason is that it's so easy to pick up PHP and it's so easy to pick up WordPress and use it that there's lots of people without much experience that just end up creating products that just aren't very good. Right. Um, and so you just see lots Not of... Not naming any names. <laughs> that's Tell exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, yeah, you get people that are building... WordPress sites with Visual Composer, which is what I was trying to think about before. That's one of those drag-and-drop type builders. And there's just stuff everywhere, and it's so slow, and it's clunky, and there's no consistency towards the design. And there's, you know, 46,000 plugins that you can't even load one of the pages. And so because that's so easy to do, I think it happens quite a lot. And that's where the the perception that, oh, that's just another uh, shitty WordPress site. I think that's sort of where that comes from. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but, But there is the flip side of that as well, is that, you know, if you know WordPress really well, if you sort of understand exactly what the client needs, what they're going to be needing to update, understand sort of the structure of the, the data and stuff that they're trying to update, then you can build really good um, WordPress sites with PHP that work really well and serve as a client really well and just do their job. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, it's 
I guess you could probably say that about most products, right? There's good ones and bad ones of them all and people that are doing it well, people that aren't doing it well. Yeah, but I feel like WordPress is one of the... There's just two different understandings of it yeah. that run in par- parallel. Yeah, particularly, I think that's, oh yeah, I guess you're probably like right. Like when you have a conversation with a client and they're like, oh, yeah, I've developed a few things on WordPress before. I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty confident you haven't. <laughs> um, you're like, red flag number one, we'll put that in the drawer. Yeah, but it's yeah. like it's also because I've said these things as well. For sure, for I mean, sure. Like, yeah, I've developed a, f- a few WordPress-themed yeah. site things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a developer, and people like you would be looking at me thinking, yeah. you know, you've got no idea what you're talking about. Because there are two ex- experiences. One yeah. is you go shopping for a theme, you buy it, you start messing around, and then you're like, I just developed a WordPress yeah, theme. For and sure. then the other is like, holy moly, I need to learn HTML, CSS, or like SAS as well if you want to get fruity. And, you have to. Cause, yeah. and, um, <laughs> and these unique quirks in yeah. PHP to get everything yeah. to function and JavaScript as well. And and that's actually what it means to develop a yeah. WordPress theme. For sure, for sure. And I, I always like to joke that it's sort of like PHP and WordPress are like Nickelback. It's just become really popular to hate them, you know, when really like I, I like Nickelback. You know, there's, there's nothing that wrong with Nickelback, mate. And I don't. And, I, and that's fine. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, yeah. it's just become popular to hate them. And so it's just a bit frustrating. Yeah. You know? Um, I was just thinking like when talking about both Squarespace and WordPress, mm. do you think improvement could possibly be made to the UI in WordPress? Don't know. Um, I guess it's the classic problem of not wanting to annoy your current customers. And uh, so, you know, WordPress has something crazy like, I was looking this up before. So at the start of 2018, 30% of all websites in the world used WordPress. Yeah. And every, also out of all the websites that have a CMS, WordPress has 60% of that. So 60% of the market share is WordPress. And Joomla, for instance, which is the next popular CMS, it, its market share is 5%. So it's from 60% to 5% is the, the difference there. So you know, if you're going to use a CMS and the amount of people using WordPress as a CMS is just crazy. So it's, yeah. one of, it's hard to annoy them by revamping UIs. And that's all, like, always a classic problem you'll see is they've revamped the, um, the information architecture and sort of the, the data design and then the look and feel on top of that. And it just doesn't make sense anymore to people that use it already. Yeah. And so I think that that – I can't imagine there's going to be major sort of UI overhauls in WordPress. Oh, I want there to be. Yeah. Like a big one, like something really sexy, you know, like an Envision-style UI. Or yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. Or just, you know, just bite Squarespace's style. But I guess their style depends on minimalism. Exactly right. And, and, and that's a hard thing. That's not Wordpress's style. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Maximalism. Yeah, exactly. So it's impossible to design stuff like that when you've just got, you know, 46,000 plugins on one WordPress site. And I think as well, what's interesting though, I guess, you know, they've, they've brought out the, um, the Visual Builder in WordPress now as well as part of their 5.0 release. Um, and that's very Squarespace-y. It's like that block editor. Have you used it yet? I haven't. Yeah. So it's pretty much just like a Squarespace page. And you have, you know, you click and you can see, oh, there's like 15 things I can add in here and it's blocky and, and that kind of yeah. thing. So I that's... Mean, yeah, to be honest, I'm trying to move away from block editor yeah. solutions. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. because it, it is a compromise on design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so seeing WordPress do that, well, I think was quite interesting. And it's definitely a move to try and take back some of that market from Squarespace because they're growing crazily. And that's definitely the reason, I reckon. So, But I think what's interesting when new features like this come out is nobody really knows the best way of using them yet. As developers, as designers, as um, consumers as well, nobody's really, you know, the, the books haven't been written yet, basically. It's, yeah. it's just so new. 
So it'll be, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen in the next year or two as to what sort of things people use it for, if um, full custom themes are using the builder or not. Um, so, yeah, I reckon that's it's one of those, you know, watch this space situations. It'll be really interesting. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so what's what's your preferred CMS? Yeah, so, I mean, as you can probably tell, definitely WordPress. Um, been using it since I started my career, basically. Um, and, yeah, and, and like I was saying before, it's one of those things where you've got to learn some of the tricky things, the weird things, and get to know them a little bit. But once you do, you can do some amazing things with it really easily. Um, and I think one of the tricks, at least from my perspective, is to basically ignore the WordPress loop and not use that at all. Right. Um, and so the WordPress loop is sort of, I don't know if you've seen some PHP before, but it will say, you know, if posts have posts um, and then while posts and it will loop through them. And then you can, um, and that's how you might display, you know, like six blog articles sort of all underneath each other or something like that. Yeah. And the loop is kind of a bit black magical. It sort of happens under the hood and then you just end up on, depending on what page you're on, you have all these posts that you can use. And so that to me, yeah, is a bit weird. And the way that's all done is is not really a common pattern in the world of development at all. Right. Um, and so I think, yeah, the trick is trying to get away from that basically as much as possible. And then it becomes a really fun thing to work with. Um, but yeah, no, I love WordPress. And, and, you know, I guess the thing is as well, because it's open source, you know, you can see all the code that's there and you can change all the code that's that's there. When a client comes and says, hey, can we do this? The answer is always yes, definitely it can be done. It's just, you know, do you have the resources for it? Do you have the budget for it? Well, I guess, yeah, and that, the yes is the answer to a lot of business problems if yeah. you have enough time, totally. and, time and resources. But that's the thing. But with Squarespace, the answer sometimes is no. So I think that's the difference. Yeah, or like... Because this is... this. There was one final, I guess, Squarespace website that I did for a client and it was like... I was just pushing it far beyond its limits. Yeah, You yeah, know, like yeah. setting up like custom forms with fields that aren't available in the standard Squarespace websites and then having to store the input somewhere else and and a lot of kind of manipulation to the CSS beyond, yep. you know, the built-in styling. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a bit like, all right, Squarespace definitely has its limits, yeah. For, for this, sure. This kind of stuff, this should not be – this is not what it's built for. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and not even just building it like that, but then it's trying to maintain all that, that custom stuff that's done and you come back six months later and you're like, ah, oh, like where was that that I changed this little thing and how does this work again? And so it's that maintenance that becomes a real problem as well, I reckon. Yeah, cool. So in wrapping up, what do you think is some of the key takeaways? So I think, yeah, the key takeaway, at least for me, is trying to find that balance of customizability and not stuff up ability. Like there's a, there's a classic thing that, WordPress developers always say, and it's you never want to put your um, business name in the footer of a WordPress website because <laughs> yeah. it's always you know developed by Links Digital, screwed up by the client. And that's what you want to put in the footer, basically. So, yeah, so trying to you know restrict the client to only changing exactly what they need to and not letting them do anything else. I reckon that's probably the most important thing when you're trying to think about stuff like that. Yep. How about yourself? Um. Yeah, I mean the main thing for me is that despite its reputation, WordPress is sick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it took, you know, developing a theme myself to realise yeah, yeah. the the power of it. Uh -huh. um, but I think also just like, yeah, you just don't have to say no to yeah. a client yeah. and to a lot of their ideas mm -hmm, if you're mm -hmm. working in that space. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're working with one of the more basic builders, 
your answer's going to be no most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And you sort of got to know them quite well, don't you? Like, you've got to know Squarespace quite well to be to sort of know, oh, okay, this might present us a problem a little bit later or we might not be able to do this anymore. And yeah, so you've got to maybe that's an a nug. intricate knowledge. That's a nug. Yeah. Don't say yes yeah. to things you haven't 100%. yet explored with Squarespace yep. to a client because chances are you're going to have made the promise <laughs> yeah. and then start working to this timeline and it's like, yeah. all right, yeah. Uh, Def- How about WordPress? <laughs> yeah. Halfway through, I think, and that's that's an interesting nugget. I reckon, even just sort of in general, you know, if you, clients ever asking for something, I think one of the best things you can say is, "I'm not sure, but I'll find out and get back to you." Yeah, that's just like a classic phrase that you use so many times, and it just saves your ass. This is especially, and, and and that's the same when they're like, "Oh, you know, how much do you reckon this is going to cost?" It's like, "Well, I don't know. I'll get back to you." Yeah, two million dollars at least, framing mm-hmm. pretty high, <laughs> and seven, then you're like, "Oh, that's actually million. two grand." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice one. All right. Cool. Well, I'll talk to you next time. All right, mate. Yep, see you. And goodbye, potatoes.